Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness, and this is Quinn David Furness Presents the Bean Town Podcast for Saturday, June 1st, 2019. What's going on? How are you? My name is Quinn. This is my show. I'm the producer, director, creator, writer, editor, best boy, etc., etc., um, of the Bean Town Podcast, which is the People's Podcast, one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcasts for. The last time, and the 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 funny thing about this is, I'm not even recording in Baltimore. You can probably hear uh, my voice is pretty low. You probably had to turn up the volume a little bit. We still got the Samson Q2U series going here, but um, we are sitting in Redmond, Oregon, a small town of I don't know how many people. Probably like. 10,000, 20,000, something like that. A little regional airport with an A, B, C, E, and that's it, gate. And uh, we're getting ready for a flight to LAX here and then another flight to Baltimore. Red Eyes, gotta love them. At least it's not Spirit. I've done the the Seattle to BWI uh, Red Eye before on Spirit, and that is not... um, that that's not a great time. You remember the James Taylor story from a couple weeks ago in Vegas. It's kind of like that, but um, without James Taylor. So you can sort of imagine how I would feel about that. But we're coming to you live from the airport. This is, um, I believe, our first airport episode since last summer. We're coming full circle here when we came to you live from Anchorage um, with brothers Walt and Jack, hashtag friends of the podcast. Um, and so we're we're back in action uh, in the northwest here. Seems like we only do the airport podcasts when we're out west, but... Pacific time zone, which I I think I've talked about this before. I talked about when I was in Vegas. I struggle with it because all the good stuff starts at like 4 p.m. And next thing you know, you're ready to, you know, eat dinner and stuff. You're ready to settle down, watch something, and everything is ended. And the world is asleep. So kudos to all the people who live in California because I really am not a fan of the the Pacific Coast time or Pacific time zone. But um, this is my podcast. Um, it is the People's Podcast, which I believe I mentioned already. Um, let's see, running through the taglines here. Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we will occasionally use some uh, language of all sorts, French, German, Dothraki, that was a that was a, a big thing a couple of years ago. I feel like the Dothraki phase has kind of phased out, perhaps, especially now that Game of Thrones is over. But we're still waiting on those books. Um, number two, the podcast is objectively terrible. So the plan here is to record a little bit. I got a flight that's boarding in about half an hour, so going to record a little bit here. Put the pause button on, and then uh, when we get to LAX, I have about ninety minutes. Um, or about 60 minutes of downtime. So hopefully we'll be able to finish it up, get it uploaded, test out that beautiful California Wi-Fi upload speed. We'll see how it goes. But um, apologies for the the low talking. I'm trying not to disturb the other seven people in the airport. So for the seven of you listening, you might just have to pump up that volume a little bit. And while you're at it, don't forget to smash that repost button, that like button, that subscribe button. Um, it has been a crazy week. It has been eight days since we recorded and it's been one of those weeks where everything just feels like, like eight days ago when I last recorded, everything feels so different. Not in that I've had any like huge changes in my life the last eight days. There's just so much that's happened. So the reason I recorded last Friday night is because I was flying from Baltimore to Chicago 
on Saturday morning for a wedding, and so we did that, and um, it was a good time. I will say this. Um, shout out to friend of the podcast, John Paul Pendowski, who's been on uh, two episodes, maybe three episodes. Um, he was giving his graduate piano recital at DePaul University. If you went, you know how good it was. If you missed it, go find John Paul Pendowski online and see if there's a recording somewhere because this man just shredded it. JP has always been a fantastic pianist always way better than me type of person you can just sit down and play anything and he's he's gold but i tell you what this man sat at that piano for 90 minutes last saturday night and i have never heard him play better which is just such a um rewarding thing for me to listen to um having known him and his musical abilities for what six years now but you can imagine how rewarding um and how fulfilling that must feel for him you know 24 years old 25 years old to to be able to pull that off and make it happen um john paul pendowski really put those hours in it really paid off so um shout out to jumbles but we did that and then uh wedding was on sunday which was a good time because Here's what was so great about this wedding. It was very untraditional, and I am a big fan of the untraditional. Let me tell you how it was untraditional. Very short ceremony. Big fan of it. None of this mushy stuff, you know, a couple words exchanged, that sort of thing. Maybe one passage reading, but, you know, get in, get out. You know, it's good stuff. The next thing, the uh, the officiator, not an old white man, always a good thing to see, but um, it was a young lady, a, f- a friend of the bride and groom, and she had some solid jokes. Um, there was some comedic timing that was not amazing, but, you know, it's a performance art. It's tough to do. Um, as a side note, if anyone is curious, I am licensed to... Uh, to officiate weddings so if anyone any of you beaners out there looking to be um be wedded um just hit me up you know shoot shoot us an email through the website beantownpodcast.com and i would love to officiate your wedding i can do stand up i can keep it serious i can read a bible passage um i could even read something from the quran yeah i i'm down for anything um is what i'm trying to say there but um, the wedding continued on. There was an open bar, which I guess isn't untraditional, but um, it's very important to have. You know, you want to keep people happy. Um, it was uh, there was no wedding cake, which is great because you know that stuff is good, but the frosting always—it's so sugary, so sweet, just about puts you into a cardiac conniption. Um, other things going on that we really liked about the wedding. There was some dancing, but it wasn't like the three hours um, of dancing. It was like 90 minutes. We're in, we're out, we're good to go. And then uh, the dance space was very separate from like a hangout space as well. You know, you sometimes you go to those wedding things all kind of in one space. And uh, what ends up happening is once they clear out the, the space, the table and stuff for the dance floor, you got nowhere to hide, nowhere to talk. It's always so hot in there. And especially if it's a white wedding, it's just a cha-cha slide for two hours. So that's uh that's something that this wedding did a good job of there was no cha-cha slide which we were really happy about um but it was a nice wedding congrats to my cousin 
Um, and I, Hey, I was able to, you know, evangelize a little bit Beantown podcast at the wedding. I was talking to some aunties about it, you know, got some blog subscribers. Um, so when you see those, those, those listens jump up, shout out to the aunties and the uncles out there, um, and the cousins, et cetera, et cetera, who are supporting the podcast. Welcome to the Beantown podcast family. You are now a hashtag friend of the podcast. So, uh, oh, there was one other great shining moment that took place. So we know, uh, I know we've talked about this ad nauseum on the podcast before. Uncle Andy, Jack Link's employee, a dear friend of the podcast he's been on before, uh, works, of course, for Jack Link's beef jerky. Um, and, you know, when we're up in Wisconsin, get, usually get some jerky that he brings home, maybe some new flavors, um, taste tests made sure it's not poisonous, that sort of thing. Uncle Andy really pulled out all the stops um, with, uh, with, with this new one. So you might have seen the video on Facebook. I'm going to try to get it on the um, YouTube page, maybe the homepage of the Beantown, uh, beantownpodcast.com when I get a chance to catch my breath here. But uh, a 10-pound bag of jerky, yes, you read that right, 10 pounds of beautiful beef jerky teriyaki flavor like you wouldn't believe this thing was massive it makes all other jerky you've ever experienced look like absolutely nothing um so it's in like this you know plastic sealed freeze-dried whatever bag and it's huge and there's a great moment great uh experience that was captured on video of uncle andy handing me the 10-pound bag of jerky, and I hoisted it above my head like it was the Stanley Cup Game 7 final or something, and you win in overtime or something. It was glorious. Um, if you're wondering, uh, and we're going to get to, we're, we're kind of going through a chronological repeat of my last seven days here, and that's what this podcast is going to be about, because there are lots of fun anecdotes along the way. Um, but yes, took it in the, the U-Haul truck, which was driven from Chicago out to Central Oregon, and the jerky bag was taken with it, sat in the cab the whole time up front, got a little Swiss Army knife, cut it open, and... You know, it's it's funny because every morning you'd get in the car and mom and dad would be like, oh, not this jerky again. Let's put it in the back. We don't need it up front. And I say, hang on, give it, you know, two hours or two minutes, and you're going to want this jerky. You're going to be sitting there on I-90 in the middle of Montana with nothing to look at thinking, wow, I wish I had some jerky right now. And so that's why I stood up for what I believe in, and I kept that jerky up in the cab the whole trip. And wouldn't you believe, or wouldn't you know, we get to Oregon and about a third of the bag is gone. That's how delicious that stuff is. So shout out to Uncle Andy, all the employees at Jack Links. We would love to enter into some sort of formal sponsorship. So you know how to find us, Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com. This Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com. You can also visit BeantownPodcast.com where you can find Beantown Blog and some other neat accoutrements. So um, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit, but we get to the um, day after the wedding, Monday morning, Memorial Day, which we didn't talk about at all, but um, yeah, Memorial Day happened, three-day weekend last weekend. I was so discombobulated that it didn't even register because I was off work anyways, but um, so we go to my hometown 
get a U-Haul and start loading up the truck. Um, if anyone's curious, essentially what happened is my parents moved out to the West Coast about four years ago. And when they moved, they didn't have enough space for everything. So they rented a, a storage unit in their hometown or in our hometown. And it's just been sitting there um, for four years. So we eventually we, we finally got the chance to clear it out here. And that's, that's what this trip was for. No one was moving, um, although I will be moving in about three days here. So we'll get to that. But um, So we pack up this truck, and we've got to get to Albert Lee, Minnesota, home of uh, Grandma Sal and Grandpa Dave. Grandma Sal, podcasting legend, has been on once or twice. Um, you might know her for her stamping abilities and her love of bluegrass music. Well, Grandma Sal and Grandpa Dave live in like a condo unit, a condo association of, of some sorts, and it's pretty legendary over there because they have a party room. I'll repeat that, party room, P-A-R-T-Y space R-O-O-M. I'm spelling things out because the script's National Spelling Bee was a couple nights ago, and eight people won. That's crazy. It's like Octomom. But um, so, you know, Grandma Sal, Grandma Dave live in a pretty small place. So we got to sleep. Mom, Dad, and I got to sleep in the party room. Again, that's party room. And this place is actually, it's, it's fun to kind of laugh at and have fun with, but it's actually not too bad. There's a private bathroom. There's a kitchen. If you flip a switch, you can get some hot water after long enough. Um, there's a pool table. There's a Hammond organ. There's a TV with cable. Now, you're probably out there thinking, Quinn, you don't even have a TV with cable. This party room doesn't sound so bad. And I say, you're right. But wait till you get to the sleeping arrangement. So as any um, old people's condo association should have, you got the fold-out bed. The pull-out bed is a staple of old people everywhere. It's a couch for those of you under 45. It's a couch that you pull, you remove the cushions and there's a strap where you can pull out and it actually folds into a bed. It's like a transformer bed. Um, and at the first sign of that, mom and dad were uh, not interested. So they had a blow-up bed, which I think is a fair gamble. You take the blow-up bed over the, the, the fold-out bed because if anyone's ever seen the episode of Seinfeld, um, down in Florida where Julia Louis-Dreyfus has to sleep on the fold-out and it's so hot and she's got the bar running through her back. That's exactly what this was like. It wasn't hot, thankfully. Um, in Minnesota, it was about 50 degrees, but the bar in the middle of the fold-out bed, it is legendary. We've all experienced it. This time was no different. Um, not a good time. I look over, though, when I wake up, and apparently mom and dad were not having much better of a time because the uh, blow-up bed that they had been bequeathed unto by Grandma Sal uh, had, a, had a hole in it. So that baby wasn't holding air very well. It was, like, uh, up but without the helium. And no one was too happy when we woke up. One of us, me, uh, had slept with a bar in his back the whole time. And then mom and dad, I think at least two or three times, had to wake up in the middle of the night to um, re-inflate uh, the bed. And that woke me up. And um, it, the, the cable was nice. We were watching Rules of Engagement, the funny show, Patrick Warburton, David Spade, uh, that Indian guy. Uh, good times 
for everyone. But um, beyond that, it, you know, having the the private bathroom is a good. It's a nice feature to have. But didn't didn't get any pool in. Played a little bit of Hammond organ, although I. I can figure out, you know, Hammond organ is pretty simple compared to an actual pipe organ. Um, there's just not as much going on, but uh, I still am a, I've never learned to play the organ before. If anyone's out there, you think, Quinn, piano, organ, same diff. Um, not quite. A little bit different. A lot more going on with your feet with an organ. So got to play a little bit, but by Tuesday early in the morning, we had to be up and at them. Um, Tuesday, we drove from... Minnesota, southern Minnesota, um, to Sheridan, Wyoming, which is the northeastern corner, quadrant, if you will, of Wyoming. So that day we went from southern Minnesota across to uh, Sioux Falls, and then from Sioux Falls straight across South Dakota to Rapid City, which, look, I've been to 49 states and driven through pretty much all of them, except for maybe a handful. Um, I, I'm I'm throwing North and South Dakota into the ring for the most boring states to drive through. And a lot of people, when you ask, well, what are the most boring states, they're going to tell you, like, Nebraska or Kansas or something. And that's true. But the thing about Nebraska and Kansas is there are still, like, there's some people there. There's still some civilization. Whereas you go to the Dakotas and there's just nothing. It's grass, the occasional tree. There's a highway exit once every 30 miles, and then there's a whole lot of billboards for Wall Drug, which we weren't able to stop at this time, but Wall Drug is a national treasure. If you ever get the chance to investigate five-cent coffee and free ice water, that's better than Starbucks. But we drove across South Dakota into Wyoming, which is still pretty boring, and finally got to our hotel. I had a little uh, steak dinner in Sheridan, and then um, it was it was interesting. I think when we set out from Chicago on Monday morning, the original mindset was to do to finish on Thursday. Um, so kind of split it up evenly: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Well, we were feeling pretty good on Tuesday. Um, and we stopped driving by about 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m., something like that. And then we were in a quandary of sorts, a quandary, Q-U-A-N-D-R-Y, because we were about 15, 16 hours from Homestead in Central Oregon there, from Sheridan, Wyoming, um, which is possible to bite off in one shoe, but it's really not not easy because you got to go through mountains and stuff. So long story short, we decided to do it from Sheridan, Wyoming to Bend, Oregon, six, 15, 16 hours, one shot, um, stopped for gas multiple times. We stopped for lunch at Panda Express uh, somewhere in Montana, uh, Missoula, I suppose. And then, oh, this was fun. I want to talk about this just briefly. Stopped in... Uh, uh, a suburb of Spokane, Washington, right? So this is Spokane, a city of over 200,000 people. This isn't, you know, eastern Washington's fairly rural, but it's not like South Dakota or something, right? There's there's civilization there. People live there. There's traffic. It's, you know, a pretty normal Pacific Northwest town. We stop at Subway in a sub south, southwestern suburb of Spokane. And, you know, you're expecting right normal prices it's a, it seems like a very normal part of the country the cheapest foot long at this particular subway location was $9.49 and it was the veggie delight and 
I have never seen anything like that in my life. All the six inches were, you know, six or seven bucks. I know the $5 foot long phase is pretty much all but phased out. Although I'll say I can still go to my local subway in Baltimore and get there are three or four foot longs that they have for $5. I do that every time. This was, I felt so bad because, you know, dad, mom and dad are paying for food this whole trip, which is kind of ridiculous. But the bill comes out for dad. We got, I got a salad, which is the like equivalent of a six inch sub plus like a dollar or something. And then dad got a foot long of chips and a drink. Take a moment out there for you beaners out there to just take a guess how much that costs. Again, it's a foot long chips drink and a salad. All right. I think you've had enough time to guess. $20.14. Holy crap. That, I don't know if it's inflation. I don't know if it's the liberals that are are in charge of Washington State. But I tell you what, in this economy, when everyone's tightening their belts a little bit to shell out $20 for a footlong salad, chips, and a drink at Subway, right? Not multiple chips, not, you know, one chip, one chip only. It's a bag with one chip in it. Um, one bag of chips, one soft drink. The rest of us were just drinking water that they didn't charge us for. Tw- over $20. How do you like that? <sighs> they said Trump was going to be you know, better for the economy, but I think all these tariffs on baloney are really hurting our economy, or at least they're hurting me. So if you ever find yourself in southwestern Spokane uh, metro area and you're thinking, I would love a subway right now, I'm going to tell you what, just keep going, right? There are better options, maybe better subways, maybe just better other food. But you can do better, and you're not going to have to take out a reverse mortgage um, just to get there. So we we finally roll in to um, parents' house after midnight. It's like know, 1 a.m. or so. Thursday night, very long couple of days of driving but um yeah i spent the last couple of days visiting with my parents out here and the dog wrigley who is a pain in the butt she's getting old but um she's still a pain in the butt believe it or not did some hiking and uh drank some cider there was a carnival we didn't go but there was a carnival and um yeah i, I tell you what, what i'm gonna do is read some ads and then i'm gonna we're going to take our halftime break, and then uh, maybe on my uh, two-hour flight here to LAX, um, I'll think of some other things to talk about. We'll, we'll top off the podcast when we get there, but let's, let's read our ads here. Um, here we go. Oh, wait. Hang on. So some of you, for the six of you who've been listening to the podcast for the last, however, nine months or so, you know that um, we advertise for my dad's home inspection business, Home Pride Oregon. It's a very popular um, advertise, excuse me, advertisement. One of one of our favorites always has top billing in our advertisement spots. Um, <laughs> I was informed by my, my father um, about a week ago at this wedding that I'd been given out the wrong phone number for the last multiple months. So I apologize to all of you who've been looking for that safe, certified home inspection that you can trust um, because you've you've not been getting the right number. And I'll, I'll clear the air on this. It was not my fault. 
it used to be the right number. The website changed. I didn't change to update it, um, probably because we don't have a formal partnership is why I didn't know about it. So Home Pride Oregon, are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you can't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, call Steve. Are you ready for this? Oh, wait, wait, I say it twice. I only updated one of them. I'm going to leave you in suspense. You're going to be like, oh, what's the new number for all four of you listening here? Once I type it in, we'll be ready. Here we go. This is exciting. Boy, if this doesn't drum up business for Home Pride, Home Pride Oregon, I don't know what will. Um, okay. If you're tired of big real estate, oh, I already said that, and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, call Steve. Here we go at 541-410-0316. Wow, that's tough to say. Or visit HomePrideOregon.com. That's 541-410-0316. Or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. Shout out to the Samsung Q2U series sticking with us through thick and thin. Um, would like to have that formal sponsorship with you guys. Haven't heard anything. Didn't respond to my email. Again, if you're out there, you're thinking, oh, it just got lost in the mail. You can email us, beantompodcastyahoo.com, and I already repeated it, so I'm not going to do that again. Uh, when God speaks, he uses a Samsung. Uh, the TV guide. Maybe there's one waiting for us at home, but I'm guessing not. I think the TV guy just kind of gave up. Is it still even a company anymore? I don't know. Can someone find out and let us know and get back to us? I do have my USBS forwarding set up. We'll see how that goes. Um, here we go. Uh, cuts by Q. Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Midtown Baltimore, going to have to update this next week, but how many Midtown Baltimore-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Baltimore City, Baltimore County, and Cook County, Illinois. From beehives to bangs, full hawks to flat tops and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815. 298-7200 or email cuts by q at yahoo.com that's cuts q-u-t-z by q at yahoo.com oh when you need a fresh do something snappy and new just call the experts at cuts by q all right so what's going to happen is uh going to put us on a little pause here we're going to travel like a thousand miles down south to socal Orange County, the OC, as we like to call it. Um, actually, Los Angeles is not in Orange County, but you get the gist. Um, we're going to put the pause button on here, and, and we'll come back to you. Um, same time zone, just a little bit later in the day. So we'll be right back. Okay, <clears throat> we're back, and uh, we went all the way. So I, I <clears throat> literally 10 seconds ago, as you're listening to this, um, I said, hey, we're going to come to you from LAX to finish this up. Well, it is uh, approximately 12.40 p.m. Eastern Time out here in Beantown. Coming to you live. And the crowd went wild from 817 St. Paul Street to top us off here. Um, so I get, to, I get to LAX. My flight, uh, my flight there was great. Nobody else in my entire row 
get to LAX, it's the most like packed thing I've ever seen. You know, you even you go to you know Hartsfield Jackson and there's a ton of people, but usually you can find a gate or two where it's you know you can actually find a seat to sit. Um, this was not the case at LAX. I think I had been there one other time in my life, but. I will not be looking forward to going back. Very crowded. I just I had a 90-minute layover, and I just stood there at the gate for an hour because I couldn't find anywhere to sit down, which was great. So um, then the, oh, Jesus, the flight, the red-eye flight, always a crowd pleaser from 10.45 p.m. landing at 6.40 p.m. Eastern. Um a fully fully booked flight had an aisle seat but it was one of those things where just nothing's going your way couldn't fall asleep kept getting smacked people walked down the aisles you know with their purses their bags and stuff in the middle of the the flight and it's dark middle of the night you got your eyes closed the next thing you know boom, a bag right to the face that's always a nice way to wake up and then one time I got smacked so hard by a lady's purse that I got a bloody nose, um, which I don't know if there if this has something to do with being at you know thirty five thousand feet or something. But I, I my bloody nose ran for a solid hour. Um, it was it was a nightmare. If if you're if you're sitting there imagining being on a really cramped United cross country red eye flight with a bloody nose in the dark and you're thinking that doesn't actually sound like that much fun you would be right it was it was fairly hellish so that was fun got into beantown then groggy all morning groggy g-r-o-g-g-y and just cooling um two things number one uh i i forgot to mention on our trip across america last week we stopped at a uh Let's see, McDonald's in Chamberlain, South Dakota, which is, Chamberlain is right where um, I-90 meets the Missouri River. And there was a nice person there, uh, clearly a female, um, with just, uh, looked like Richard Petty mustache, almost. If you don't know Richard Petty, you gotta go look him up, but it was prodigious. And uh, he, she, they they were... uh, just kind of strolling throughout McDonald's, you know, talking to to the family or, or to not my family, but families, you know, kind of a Bill Clinton goes to McDonald's type of deal. But that was, you know, I don't know much about South Dakota, but I feel like I know everything now. So that was just an interesting little piece. Um yeah, it was it was pretty lush. Clearly been groomed as well. The other thing I get, I walk. This is fresh. This is fresh content. I walk into my apartment four hours ago, and computer is not connecting to Wi-Fi. Phone's not connecting. I'm thinking, what's going on? But my thing still, my uh, my network still shows up. So I click on it. I run some diagnostics. Basically, it's given me like the. Welcome to Comcast type of screens and messages. So I go through the steps a little bit. Apparently, according to what I can gather, um, and it just popped up again. It keeps automatically popping up, which is really irritating. Apparently, and now it's making my garage band slow, so don't be surprised if we crash here. Um, 
I, you know, when I was doing like moving uh, stuff for Chicago, gas, electric, internet, all that stuff, you know, I put in, okay, I'm going to move to Chicago on Tuesday, June 4th. That's when I want to switch my internet. Well, Comcast apparently just said, no, that's not good for us. We're going to switch it over before. So when I tried to, when I tried to, you know, turn on the internet, it said your, uh, your address isn't, um, correct or something like that. So for the next, what, 48 hours essentially here, we're going without Wi-Fi, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, if you're wondering how I'm uploading this podcast, well, if you're listening to it, that means something good happened. If if you're not listening to it, you don't know what you don't know. But um, I think there's some sort of free 30 minute trial workaround we can we can try out here. But uh, it's you know, Wi-Fi is just one of those things that you take for granted, and then when it disappears, you really you really feel it. So let's see here. Uh, not much else going on. Got to pack up. Driving straight through Baltimore to Chicago Monday night into Tuesday morning and into the afternoon. Should be a good time. Going to have a lot of coffee. Maybe a Red Bull. Um, yeah. I'm looking at these U-Haul boxes. They're hilarious. On the side of them, they have one phrase that says, Size matters. And it's in reference to the sizes of the moving boxes. But, boy, wouldn't you know it's one of those phrases that can mean a lot of different things. So. All right. Well, going to be frank with you. I'm I'm real tired. I really wish that Frank Caliendo had a TV show or something that's called If I Could Be Frank With You. Um, you know, because he's always doing impressions, but what if we just got normal Frank Caliendo doing stand-up? And that's why it's called If I Could Be Frank With You. I don't know. It could be good. Another good uh, phrase, we were hiking with my dog, Wrigley, um, the old fart, yesterday. And she was she was terrible. Barked at everything. Wasn't very nice. Yada, yada, yada. Clawed me. The, the, the whole works. Well, we were driving to the airport, and Mom whipped out this one. She said that Wrigley's putting the bitch back in bitch. And I really liked that. That really spoke to me. So shout out to Jane for that fantastic turn of a phrase. All right. Um, we are going to go ahead and uh, stop it here. And I'm going to go back to bed. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, farewell to 817 St. Paul Street. Solid apartment for two years where we uh, did our first ever Beantown podcast. This we where we did our 24-hour Christmas live stream. Hosted a couple pleasure drive fundraisers right in here. Um, so yeah, solid, solid apartment. A little small, but that's okay. Uh, for all of us here at 817 St. Paul Street and at the Beantown Podcast, this is Quinn David Furnish presents the Beantown Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. You know where we're located. Uh, Beantown Blog. Look for a new entry this week, next week, in the next two weeks. Who knows? All right. Uh, signing off. Thanks for uh, thanks for checking us out. Have a good week.